Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Jack Donahue, Communications and Content Coordinator of Ski Butlers. How are you doing today, Jack? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing? I am good. Thanks for spending some time with us. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about Ski Butlers. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm Jack Donahue. Uh, I'm originally from Burlington, Vermont. Uh, Grew up skiing, been skiing since I was two years old. Uh, Moved out here for college back in 2014 and um, just never went back. Uh, You know, once I kind of hit these mountains, couldn't stop. So went to college, ended up graduating and um, was looking for a job. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, And I found Ski Butlers. Uh, as like a nice seasonal job. I've always wanted to work in the ski industry. So this seemed like a great, you know, foot in the right door to kind of get in there. Um, so I started at Ski Butlers four years ago now um, as a ski tech, which is, um, you know, one of our starting positions there. Those are the people that are going out, doing the deliveries, um, all of that. And uh, since then, I've slowly kind of made my way up from a ski tech up to a t- uh, team leader, which is kind of like a uh, manager on call. Uh, duty. And then uh, from there, started doing content, became the content creator for Ski Butlers, and then went to social media coordinator, and then now content and communications coordinator. So a lot of title changes, but it's been great to kind of progress my way up in this company. Excellent. Well, as you're working down the mountain, you're working up the corporate mountain. So it's good. It's a good thing. All right. (laughs) tell, Tell everybody a little bit about Ski Butlers for the people who don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Ski Butlers is a ski rental delivery service. Um, we, you know, we are in most uh, towns out West. Uh, we actually service over 50 plus locations. You know, a lot of those are in Utah, Colorado, California, Tahoe area. Um, we're pretty much all around the, the West Coast, up into Canada and France and Italy as well. Um, you know, our main thing is that we deliver ski rentals to people's accommodations, whether it be a house, a hotel, Um, we will go right there and we'll just deliver your skis for you. Um, And then we also provide services while you have the skis. So if you're on the mountain, anything goes wrong with that equipment, or maybe you just want to swap out skis, maybe it's a powder day and you don't, you want a fatter ski. You can just call us up. We can come to the mountain. Usually we'll try to be there within 45 minutes to an hour, get that stuff for you, get you back on the mountain, try to do it as quickly as possible. And then at the end of your stay, we will just come by pick up all your equipment and let you go about your day. We try to make it very easy and very simple for people to uh, get their ski rentals because, you know, when it comes to ski vacations, there's definitely some stress involved. And, you know, we try to take away as much as uh, much of that as we can. Um, And, you know, apparently we do a pretty good job. (laughs) Excellent. Now, when you say seasonal job, how long is the season in Utah? Well, our, so our job, our ski techs, those go from December all the way until like the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pretty much when the resorts open. Um, so we'll have our TLs or team leaders will come on um, in November. Um, and then once they're in here in November, you know, ski resorts kind of open up around then, depending on how much snow they have. Um, so our team leaders will be doing deliveries in November. And then we have ski tech orientation, which happens at the beginning of December. And then it kind of just, it goes full throttle. These ski techs come in December 3rd, usually around there. Um, We do about a week and a half of training. Um, Anything, everything from learning how to tech skis to driving vehicles around to uh, tuning equipment, you know, all of that. 
And then, you know, two weeks later, we have Christmas week and um, it's one of our busiest times of the year. So they get thrown right into it. And uh, yeah, it's always, it's always kind of, um, you know, eye-opening for some of these people, but you know, yeah. our teams always kill it every single year. I haven't had a year here where, you know, the team hasn't been amazing when it comes to that Christmas week. So we have that and then we go all the way until the resorts close. So here in Park City, we'll go all the way into, until um, Park City and Deer Valley close. And it's the same at all of our other locations. Excellent. You say uh, training people to drive vehicles. That's if you got to be at a mountain in 45 minutes in a squall, that's no joke, right? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah, we have uh, we have these big vans. We have our uh, our logo on all these vans. They're constantly driving around town. Uh, we're very um, kind of intertwined with our communities. So a lot of people know our vans. Uh, we've had multiple people who have, you know, come on a ski text because they grew up in the area. And they're just, they see our vans driving around and they've always been curious as to what that is. And then, you know, once they reach the age 18 onwards, they just end up coming in and staying around and working for us. Excellent. What's the origin story of Ski Butlers? Yeah. So um, Bryn Carey, who's our CEO and founder, he uh, founded Ski Butlers in 2004 out of his garage in Park City. Um, so he uh, he was he started it actually um, right after he graduated uh, college. He went to UNH, um, and he was spending his time between New Hampshire and Park City. He was actually in the summer times. He was doing a uh, they were doing like pavement. He was doing a pavement service job, like where he would go and pave people's driveways. Oh, wow. And then in the summer, in the winter time, he started doing ski butlers. And then over the years, slowly ski butlers became way more profitable than his uh, pavement company did. And so he ended up, he ended up ditching that, just going right, putting all of his uh, chips into ski butlers. And since then, we've grown to go over 50 plus different resorts worldwide. And, um, and then we got acquired a few months ago by Altera, which was a huge stepping stone for us. Yep. And since then, we've been able to kind of utilize the resources that Altera has uh, given us. And, um, has allowed us to then expand into Mammoth, which is our um, latest expansion, yep. and hopefully expand into the East Coast and other regions within Canada uh, within the next few years. Excellent. Do you guys have any competitors in your space? Yep. So we we have a few. Um, you know, it's definitely over the years. I think since COVID, um, it's it's blown up a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a few other ones that have been around for a while. I would say uh, one of our biggest competitors is Vale and Epic. They decided to create their own ski rental delivery service, um, which is a uh, direct competitor of ours. The difference between Altera and Vale is that when Vale went the route of creating their own ski rental delivery service, Altera knew that we were already really good at what we did. Um, they already knew we had the resources. They already knew that we had the staff. So in their minds, they were like, instead of just starting this from scratch and seeing, you know what I mean? And then going through that trial and error process, um, let's just go with the people that do it the best. And so, you know, after months and months of contract negotiations and um, talking between Bryn and um, the heads over at Altera, they finally came to an agreement to um, basically acquire us. Excellent. And and, and what makes you guys stand out from your competition other than the fact that you've you know been there, done that and know what you're doing? Yeah. So I think there's two main things that kind of stand like make us stand out. Um, the first being that we don't see ourselves as a ski rental delivery service company. Okay. We see ourselves as a customer service company. 
Um, that's, you know, we're a ser customer service company that just happens to rent out ski equipment. Um, and this is shown by our MPS scores. Um, if you do you know, like know what an MPS score is. Yeah. And, uh, all the people, know, pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty common. We have one of the highest MPS scores in the world. Um, I actually checked, right. I checked before we got on this and our average across all of our, all of our locations at the moment is a 97%, wow. which is like insanely good almost unheard of yeah yeah like unheard of and we pride ourselves on that um because we are also see we also see ourselves as a luxury ski rental delivery service company um you know this comes down to you know our uniforms the way that we interact with guests um and the knowledge that we have uh you know we aren't just ski techs that just come drop off skis for you um, our ski techs are very, no, very knowledgeable, not just about the ski resort, but also about the towns that we are currently in that we reside in. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when we're going to those deliveries, when we have our ski techs out there, they're not just helping them with their skis, they're giving them recommend recommendations on restaurants, telling them which runs they should try out based off their skill levels, you know, really just trying to make their vacation as easy and stress free as possible. And if there's any way that we can have a suggestion that can help them with that, you know, our team is just, will go out of their way to help them. That's excellent. Really. Well, that comes from the top down. So obviously you've got a great culture at your company and, and you're taking care of your customers, which is, yeah. it's all human beings at the end of the day, no matter what service you're providing. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, um, great thing to say. Like, yeah, our culture is huge here. One of the things I always talk about when it comes to this is when people ask, ask me about my job. They're like, yeah, like, do you like it? And I'm like, yeah, of course I love it. But also I just talk about skiing all day. Like, I, you know, I don't mind. Shh, don't tell anyone they'll figure it out. Right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't mind. Like I talk about skiing all day, like on my own time. So now I'm just doing it all day. You know, it's, it's like, it, there's nothing better than just having to discuss, you know, ski specs or just trails. It's just every day you show up to the office, everyone's talking about skiing the day before um, or just like, they're trying to get out on the mountain later that day. So just like being able to be around so many like-minded people is huge. And I think that helps our culture a lot and um, makes people coming back year after year. That's excellent. What, what does the rest of the year look like for you? So for me being a year round employee, um, you know, once we get into May, uh, it kind of turns into planning. Uh, we do a lot of planning for the year, um, the next year, all throughout the summertime. Um, it gets, it mellows out a lot. We kind of talk, we discuss, we meet up with our teams in Colorado and in Tahoe and in California. We meet up with all of them, kind of go over the year, go over what we want to see next year, and then kind of implement as a team these changes. Um, so, you know, we really try to be consistent across all of our locations. All of our teams are co uh, constantly communicating. So, you know, there's nothing that's kind of happening at one shop that isn't happening at another. Because one of the things that we do that we try to do very well is keep that equipment as consistent as possible. So if you're coming to Park City and you ski a pair of skis and you fall in love with them and you love it, and then you go to Jackson Hole, you can get that same exact equipment there. And we're able to track that and know what you skied in Park City in order to make that happen. That's excellent. Hey, you got if you got 50 locations, obviously you need great management and great training so that you got continuity across the board. And it sounds like you're taking care of, of business. Oh, yeah. Um, we have some of the best. Excellent. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, COVID was a gigantic wrinkle for most businesses, but, you know, challenge opportunity. Tell me about the last couple of years and how you guys have been able to grow the business through COVID. 
Yeah. So COVID was interesting. I remember the year, I remember when COVID first started, I was out picking up skis. It was like eight o'clock at night, all of a sudden over the walkie, just get a call, just saying all the ski resorts closed, pick up the rest of your skis, get back to the shop. And in my head, I am just, you know, baffled. Like, I can't believe the ski resort is just closed. What am I going to do? Um, and, uh, you know, that was like a lot of our, like a lot of the people that work for us. Um, then moving into COVID, we were very nervous as to what was going to happen. Um, we did not, you know what I mean? Like we forecasted a lot less than we would have in a, any, in any other given year because mm-hmm. of it being COVID, which then turned out to be our most profitable season of all time. <laughs> um, we accidentally, our forecasted revenue, we almost doubled it, which oh. was insane. Excellent. Um, because, you know, it, as, as much as, you know what I mean? As much as all, all of that was absolutely terrible. It turned out to be kind of a perfect storm when it comes to ski rental delivery, because nobody wanted to go to a ski shop, wait in line yep. around a bunch of people to get their ski rentals. They don't really know anything about it. Like they don't know where their stuff is coming from, if it's been sanitized, all of that. Um, and so then our business blew up we had a lot more people using us. And then from that, what we've seen is a lot of our returning customers since that COVID year have come back and used our service. Cause then once they use it, they just don't know, they don't see any reason why to go back to a normal ski shop. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess logic to me says that what's safer than being outside in an activity where most people mask up anyway in the yeah. cold. So how, when you say they all shut down, how long were the ski resorts shut at the beginning of COVID? I, I was unaware of that. So they shut down. It wasn't, I think it was end of March, yeah. I want to say. The so it was, it was near the end of the season anyway. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. It was, it was getting close to the end there. Um, so I think it was like end of March. I think the biggest bummer is that they all shut down and then we got like a three foot storm Oh, uh, right afterwards. Oh. Um, so, but it was great. I was up, up at Alta touring. And then there was a lot of uncertainty going into that 20, that 2020 season or 2019, 2020 season of what is going to happen. Like what is a ski vacation going to entail? Um, You know, and then there was a lot of stuff with reservations, which you probably saw um, that caused, you know, a bunch of headaches. And um, it was really interesting how that all happened, but then they all opened up around, you know, the same times that they usually do. But just with all of these added measures, um, you know, the reservations and, um, you know, luckily a lot of that has gone away at this point, which is good. Uh, wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't blame anyone for, you know, how those, how that all went down as far as reservations went. How do you kind of, how do you prepare for that? But no, I mean, yeah, at the same no. time, it's it's great that those measurements have been lifted Um, and you know, I'm not constantly having to make a reservation to go skiing every day. I can kind of go back to my, oh, I want to go skiing. I'm just going to hop in the car and go. So that's been nice. Excellent. Well, obviously this is kind of an unprecedented time for so many reasons. The, the, The travel nightmares that have been going on in the last few months alone are just kind of head scratching. So, I mean, you know, when you see thousands of flights canceled on a holiday week, that had to severely impact your business through the holiday season, I'm sure. Yeah. So not as much as you may have thought, because not a lot of our clientele uh, flies Southwest. 
Um, you know, it's, uh, we, you know, we tend to, I would say, we, we didn't our, mean to throw Southwest under the bus in this podcast. Sorry. No, not, not, throwing them under the bus, not throwing them under the bus. It's just, it's just a fact of the situation. Um, yeah. a lot of our guests tend to be middle to upper class, uh, families from like New York, Florida, Texas, and California. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're just, they're not really flying that much when it comes to like Southwest. So, you know, a lot more Delta other, you know, other flights. Um, so we didn't really get that crushed by it, um, okay. over Christmas, which was interesting. Definitely did have some delays, but one of the things we are, we are super flexible and adaptable when it comes to people having flights delayed, coming in late or doing it, anything like that. Even with, if it's in within the same party, we work with our guests to basically coordinate, you know, new delivery times, showing up, making sure that we get the refund. Uh, so they're not paying what they would, what they would have paid. Um, so yeah, we work really hard with our guests. And I think a lot of that comes from that COVID year and having to deal with that, that made a lot of the people that have been around here for a long time, pretty experienced when it comes to, you know, cancellations that are completely out of our power. Well, Hey, you guys, sounds like you're taking care of business from top to bottom, really. Tell me what role content marketing has played in the growth of Ski Butlers. So, yeah, it's it's played a big one. I think, um, you know, we uh, it's, it's definitely helped a lot with our organic revenue and our brand portrayal, um, especially recently. So right before COVID was about to start, we were uh, planning on making a commercial um, that ended up having to be canceled because um, COVID. And so, you know, we had just rebranded that commercial was going to be kind of, you know, our, like our introduction as this new brand with this new logo. Um, and none of that was able to happen up until a few months ago. So, um, like all of last year I was making this commercial and a lot of the commercial, a lot of that content from that commercial was supposed to look, you know, slick, kind of like nice, like luxurious. And cause that's what our brand is like, we're this luxury ski rental delivery service. And, you know, we want that portrayal to be seen across our content and sure. um, our socials. So that has been ever since getting that commercial and starting to push out all of that content, it's completely changed. It's been great. Uh, we also work a lot with influencers. They are another huge part of our content marketing uh, because there's always influencers coming out to all of these other, all of these resorts. And, you know, it's so easy just to get in contact with them, be like, hey, get some content for us. We can maybe comp your skis, you know, maybe give them for free, get some videos out there. And, you know, there's nothing better than just getting that content from our guest. Uh, That's always something that I push for and thrive for. And um, we've been very fortunate on getting a lot of that from a lot of really cool people. Well, hey, it's an old story. Just treat everybody well, right? You never know who you're actually doing business with at a given moment. And these days... That 19-year-old kid over there might have a few million followers on Instagram or TikTok, and you may be moving the needle on your business just by treating them well, you know? So uh, again, kudos to the culture you guys have from top to bottom. Sounds like you really take care of your customers. Yeah, we, you know, we like a lot of it, it's, we have a lot of high-end clientele, you know, they're kind of used to um, having a lot of those perks that come with kind of paying for it. And, you know, we just, we try to be as, you know, abiding to them as possible. Um, We go out of our way. We actually, we call them wow moments. Um, So that's kind of a thing that that's been in the company for a long time. There's always like, you know, if something you can do that can wow a customer, 
uh, then we'll go out of our way to do that. Like I remember one we had, I think it was, it was a year, I think it was a year ago. It was last year, the year before I got a call from this concierge woman and she's freaking out. And she's like, I have a group of 13 people. None of their Epic passes have made it to their house um, back in the East coast. Like they don't have any of them. And uh, she's like, is there any way you can pick up all of their Epic passes for them and then bring them with them to their delivery, which was in like four days. And so I ended up going to uh, Park City, waiting in line, uh, somehow finagled my way into getting all 13 passes and then showed up at seven o'clock in the morning. They, uh, you know what I mean? They're trying to get on the mountain by nine. At seven o'clock in the morning, I have all their stuff. They're like, dude, like we don't have our passes. And I was like, oh yeah, you thought you didn't. Just so happens. (laughs) Yeah, without the envelope, have all 13 (laughs) Epic passes for them. And um, yeah, it's just like, it's those little moments that we do that really make us stand out and something that a lot of people that we work with appreciate. Nicely done. Nicely done, sir. Well, what's something that you'd like to be celebrating a year from now, personally, professionally, either both? You know, I celebrating a year from now, I hope, um, yeah, I just hope the snow keeps falling. I hope I can look <laughs> back and see that this year was awesome. And then next year will be, um, I think for next year, we, um, you know, we're really trying to expand, um, with, you know, since being bought by Altera, we have ideas for other shops, um, in different locations. So it'd be really nice to kind of see some of those exp- expansions happen and, um, you know, be able to look back and see all the hard work we did to make that happen. It's just been really cool kind of seeing this company grow even since I started. Um, so, you know, we just continue to grow and continue to expand and being part of something like this um, has just been really, really cool for me. Hey, I, I wish you all the best in all of that because uh, it sounds like you guys put great energy into what you do, which is the answer. I mean, to me, if you treat people well and you have a good business model, the dollars will take care of, care of themselves, right? Good for you. I appreciate your time here today. Jack Donahue of Ski Butlers. It's been fascinating. I wish you and yours a healthy, happy new year and a, a safe one in the snow. And uh, I hope your company continues to thrive. Hey, thank you, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.